Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Hey, hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Dane here with Wags and you know, summer keeps moving on. Fall is approaching. Packers hit their first preseason game. Training camp is deeply underway at this point. How you doing today, Wags? You feeling good? I'm doing great, man. I can't believe we're mid-August already, Dane. And football season, uh, regular season football is just a few weeks away. We're right in the thick of uh, preseason football and, and training camp. And uh, it seems like things are just going to be ramping up here in a hurry. So excited to talk to you tonight about uh, just uh, some storylines in Packer Nation right now. Maybe a few observations from that first preseason game as well. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, let's let's get into it, man. And I mean, I think everybody wants to talk about Jordan Love, right? After what we saw there and the good and the bad of Jordan. And I'll tell you what, it was a lot more good than than bad. I think he... Outside of one missed throw uh, to Musgrave, kind of a, on on the flat, um, or excuse me, across the middle, um, Jordan looked definitely the part. He had great energy. He looked so comfortable. He carried himself like a starting quarterback. And you know, darn it, if he didn't throw a touchdown pass with a lot of nice touch. So all in all, a really strong, um, I thought, preseason performance for Jordan. Um, you know, and that's that's an extension of what we've seen in camp. Um, he he hasn't been, you know, without error, but he he's got a short memory and he's got a big big arm. He's not afraid to go across the middle, and you know he executed, and and that's huge for a quarterback. It looks like the game's slowing down a little bit for him, and he was attacking what the defense was giving him. So all in all, a really strong performance I thought from Jay Love in his first preseason action. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it mirrors what we've been seeing and hearing from the practices we haven't seen uh, so far in uh, training camp. Uh, Jordan's had some really good throws. He's had some really good days. Uh, he's had some inconsistencies. Uh, as you said, he seems to be bouncing back, which was nice to see. Uh, he's got to complete that throw uh, to Musgrave. It's just you, you can't miss that throw. Uh, he owned it. Coach LaFleur called it out after. I mean, no one's going to try to butter that up and say that, well, this or that. He's just got to come straight up. He's got to complete that throw. And and he realizes that. Um, I I think he came around and, and made some nice uh, throws after that. Um, honestly, um, it's not golf. Uh, you can't take mulligans and you can't say if uh, or but. Uh, that said, th- completes that throw, completes that long pass along the sidelines uh, to Watson that, I, I, frankly, I thought the safety just made a phenomenal play on. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he needed to look it off a little bit longer. I know Coach LaFleur uh, mentioned that, and, and I think J-Love mentioned that in the postgame pressers as well, um, and that maybe is a completion. But that was a good ball, Dane. Uh, sure if you really want to nitpick. Perhaps there's a little too much air under that, but honestly, uh, hit him and hit Watson in stride. That DB just made a play. That's what football is all about. Um, so a couple completions there, and all of a sudden, it's not just seven, 10, seven for 10, 46 yards and a touchdown, kind of a whole hum preseason performance. Uh, I think a lot of more buzz would probably be coming up around Love's performance uh, with just two throws that were 
you know, one was badly missed, but one was mm-hmm. just a hairline away from being a big, long uh, touchdown completion. Um, and uh, it looks a lot different, but it's a small sample size. He had two series. There's not much you can really overreact to with that. Um, so I'm not going to say he was amazing, but um, I'm also not going to say that he did anything that fell short of expectations. And Wags, so, you know, Jordan Love's got guys he's got to throw to, right? So it's not just J-Love out there, and it's a very young group. But um, what do you make of these wideouts? Because I'll tell you what, they're explosive. They're matchup problems. Yes, they're youthful, but my goodness, if they're not talented and explosive, and, and not just Romeo and Christian Watson, but Jaden Reed, Musgrave, I mean, that those four right there, Wags, they could be pretty dangerous, I think, down the road here for this Packers team. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be super exciting this year. Um, there's going to be some growing pains. But, I mean, what do you make of the, these young wide receivers right now and, and the young tight end group? Because this is a this is a team that they've got some playmakers. They really, really do. Yeah, how can you not be excited? They get separation. That's something that's been missing, I think, from Packers wide receiver core for the last three, four years. Uh, Certainly Watson had his moments last year, Dobbs early in the season, but uh, both those guys, I think, can make another step. And then, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned Jaden Reed um, and then Musgrave from the tight end position. Uh, Kraft seems like he's coming along in the last week. And, um, I, I think in our last episode, I said Romeo Dobbs has had a quieter camp uh, leading up to that last week when we recorded and joint practices with the Bengals last week. And then in this last game, I think uh, it really came around. So I was not calling Romeo Dobbs out, but was eager to see if he couldn't take that next step forward in camp and really start uh, showing the impact that we expect him to have out there on the field. And he did that last week. Um, just like Jordan Love, these young uh, pass catchers are going to have some inconsistencies as well. All you can hope for is that the drops are to a minimum mm-hmm. um, over the course of the regular season and that they can really step up and start playing like veterans because they're going to get a lot of opportunities. Uh, but Dane, uh, we didn't even mention Samari Toure, who also <sighs> had kind of a quieter camp, uh, but I think he's just on the precipice of being a guy that maybe not an every week impact player this season, uh, but I, I think Samari Toure uh, could quietly come in and have a, a game every three, four weeks where you just say, oh, yeah, he can hurt defenses. He can bend defenses. So I'm really excited by this young group and some of the progressions they're making. Clearly, other people are taking notice. And as long as they can get on the same page uh, with their route trees and their pre-snap reads, uh, I think that quarterback and young wide receivers alike uh, can, can really have some opportunities to make some impact plays. Are you surprised? So, and, and maybe I'm, I'm setting this up because I'm surprised. Um, so going into this, this year, you know, with, with a lot of the um, less experience out there um, and Packers decided to, to go full in on the youth movement, right? They, they didn't bring in a veteran wide receiver and uh, like all of a sudden I'm looking around and I get it's the preseason, but just watching the skill set that some of these guys have had in camp, been able to watch a lot of that. And then in the preseason game, and we're not just talking about the guys that were here last year, but, you know, I look at, I look at Wicks. I, I look at, um, of course, Malik Keith, Bo Melton, some of these other guys that are youthful as well. All of a sudden 
they're gonna they're forcing the Packers to have some difficult decisions to make. And going into the year, I think some people looked around and went, okay, you know, like who who's gonna make this team? How's this gonna work? But all of a sudden, you've got guys that are showing all the little things. I mean, I think about Malik Heath, um, probably my favorite play of the game was him blocking that DB into another county in Cincinnati um, and just showing showing the enthusiasm is so darn hyped and fired up. And I mean, that's, you know, Lazard's gone. We need our bruiser. Maybe Malik keeps that guy, right? I mean, it's just, it's really fun to watch these guys play these roles and step up. So are you surprised by this depth? Because it's, they're sneaky good. They're youthful, but damn, they're talented. Yeah, and... That is exciting. Maybe that says more about the lack of talent that we had in the wide receiver group uh, th- the last three, four seasons. And mm-hmm. I'll respect to those guys. I know a couple of them went out and got paid a little bit more than uh, what what we would have expected. And, and they were good Packers. Uh, so don't get me wrong. But all of a sudden, we're not talking about who's going to be the second or a third receiver, uh, which seems like that's been the storyline uh, in past seasons. And no, we don't have a Devontae Adams uh, in this wide receiver group. Completely understand that. Uh, but um, things seem to be slotting in uh, how you would really prefer uh, when you're looking at that depth chart. And it's it's the battles are, are more or less for those uh, five and six spots or however many wide receivers Packers intend on keeping on this roster. Um, and certainly with expanded practice squad, uh, they may be able to, uh, you know, be creative in how they go about doing that. But Dane, I mean, <laughs> you said it, it's, it's, it's really fascinating to think some of the different um, looks that they could have out there, depending on down and distance, depending on uh, personnel packages that they want to run out there. Am I expecting Malik Heath to go out there and get 40, 50 snaps on Sundays? Absolutely not. Uh, but he might create some opportunities for himself. Uh, you know, you got to have special skills. And that's what Alan Lazar did. He wasn't necessarily a pass catcher uh, when he first started getting more and more playing time. Uh, but Certainly, uh, Hicks can catch the ball, too. So it's not like he's not a receiver for a reason, Dane. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I think it's worth taking note that some of these guys uh, that are battling for those last couple of spots uh, with this group uh, could be contributing at some point. Uh, Hopefully, we don't have any significant injuries. uh, But um, it's a much better problem to have when we're talking about competition with the the five, six, seven guys, eight guys uh, in that wide receiver group versus the two, three, four guys. That's so good. That's good insight, man. And, and, you know, I, I we're going to want to uh, share, I think our giveaway here in a moment, but um, we'd be remiss. I think one of the position groups that's still truly going to get probably shaken out by the preseason games is that running back three spot. Um, that's a spot that I think we obviously know AJ Dillon and, and Aaron Jones do the Packers carry three. Do they only carry two on the active roster and then practice squad a couple of guys up? They did that last year quite a bit till later in the year. I mean, they've got their options, but I'll tell you what, um, how about Emmanuel Wilson? Um, what a what a game! And for those of you that didn't know, fourteen days or fourteen years to the day of his father's passing, and you know, Manny Wilson gets an opportunity. Tyler Goodson goes down with a shoulder injury. Lou Nichols is already banged up, and they give Emmanuel that ball, and he just blows up. Scores a couple touchdowns. He rips off an 80-yard run. He runs the ball strong. He's got great vision in this game. And just, you know, he showed uh, 
another gear, I thought, in that game. And it, that's what football, that's what's so fun about preseason football. These guys are fighting for their lives, right? Their, their, their livelihood, I should say, their careers. And to watch Emmanuel Wilson get out there and ball the way that he did, I promise you this coaching staff is going to give him more looks going into this week against the Patriots because it, it just, um, he warrants that opportunity. He found seams, he took off. So just have to give him a little props because it's just so fun to watch guys step up that a lot of the, the beat writers in the national media kind of wrote off as a quote unquote camp body. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Look at me, say my name, I'm taking off. So that was just a really fun thing to watch too. Yeah, for sure. And uh, how could you not uh, really root for that young man and the opportunity he had to honor his his, his dad and uh, just had a special evening. So regardless of what happens uh, with the roster and his opportunity moving forward, you'll always have uh, a special, special moment to look back on. Um, And so I'm not saying that as if I expect him not to make the roster. Uh, We'll see how this shakes out. There's still a few weeks left before the front office and the package coaching staff have to collaborate and start making some of those decisions. Uh, but we saw last year, um, you know, a, a guy like Tyler Goodson, maybe some fans felt that he showed more as a runner uh, than uh, Patrick Taylor, a good friend of the podcast yeah. um, in the preseason last year. But there's more to the running back position than just taking the ball and, and, and running downfield. Um, you know, you got to be able to block. You have to be able to uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. You got to be able to run your, your routes from the running back position. Um, you got to be able to contribute on special teams if you're going to be the third running back on the roster. So there's a lot of factors uh, that, uh, the, the coaching staff is going to be looking at. Um, certainly it's a good problem to have uh, when you start getting contribution contributions from someone that to your point, maybe was a fifth or sixth running back um, coming into camp. And all of a sudden he has a, a day like that blows up good for this young man. And uh, certainly uh, it's going to be fun to watch as we move forward. Dane, right. I, I think before yeah. we, do any other commentary to your point let's let's talk about our giveaway from our sponsor leap spirits this week um we're giving away some pint glasses we promised we'd put this out there so dane uh tell us a little bit about what we've got and what we're going to give away this week and, and how people can uh enter in to our weekly giveaway contest yeah, so if you're listening, you don't get to see the, the the beautiful pint glass behind Wags. If you're tuning in live or watching video after, you can see the pint glasses. But we're going to give two lucky winners, two Leap Spirits vodka pint glasses. Um, Leap Spirits, uh, of course, owned by... Uh, Packer great and NFL great Leroy Butler. So happy to be sponsored by them and partner with them again. That's Leap Spirits, LeapSpirits.com. All you have to do, we're, we're posting on social. It's on Twitter. We're going to be posting on Instagram um, as well. And all you have to do is like, comment. You've got to be following us. And uh, you know what? You tag somebody, you tag a friend, you tag a player. Every time you tag somebody, you get an extra entry. And we're going to be raffling and pulling out some names here a little bit later this week. I'm thinking Thursday, we'll probably make an announcement. So we're just grabbing, you know, thank you, Leap Spirits, for for giving us some awesome gear to give away to some of you loyal legends out there. And uh, we just love Leap Spirits. Again, LeapSpirits.com. Yeah, it looks like perfect to add to the pregame collection. If you're a obviously, if you're listening to this, you're a Packer fan. So, um, yeah, it's uh, if you want to make your your bloodies, your your you know your vodka OJs, uh, you know, just 
pour a beer into that pint glass. Um, it, it does everything you need. So, um, folks, go ahead and, and enter into that drawing, and uh, we're excited to give away. We give away family night tickets. We're giving we've given away uh, Lombardi's Legends uh, t- podcast T-shirts, uh, Lombardi's Legends uh, can koozies. We're just we're just being generous right. around these parts. So we're we're going to continue to give stuff away. So uh, you know we don't even ask for anything from from you folks. Just listen and follow us, and and we'll just give stuff to you so i uh, really That's appreciate great. all of you for for listening and sharing so dean um let's transition back into discussion i want to cue uh cue something up for you yeah I- i'd really love for you to share what your feelings were on the sean clifford experience um from this preseason game because uh it's backup quarterback is not an unimportant position as we talked about over the years um and so just just curious if you could just share your overall thoughts on on Sean Clifford and and what that experience was as as we watched his performance. I mean, I kind of loved it. It, it, it. He he let it rip, man. Like he he was not afraid. He he didn't play afraid, right? He didn't play uptight. He looked like he was having a ton of fun. Yeah, he threw the pick six. Um, he threw a couple interceptions. I think those are teachable moments. Um, but he, he's somebody that's a slinger out there. And you know what? That's not the Sean Clifford I totally remember at Penn State, if I'm being totally honest with you, the way that he was playing. He had that extra little swag, I thought. Um, but he also had some really good balls, wags. He uses legs um, to, to create some, some work as well. I thought he showed really good poise and pro- pocket presence. Um, it's not easy under the big lights and the bright lights uh, with everybody watching to, you know, throw a pick or throw a pick six and then turn around and deliver on the next series. And Sean did that. So overall, man, I was really excited for the young guy. I think they've got a guy in in Sean Clifford. And, you know, this reminds me a little bit, the Packers have done this before. They did this in the, um, in the Aaron Rodgers era. They had a young guy backing up Aaron. Um, You know, they actually drafted two. If folks remember, everybody talks about, um, uh, Brian Brown, Brian Brown, but Matt Flynn was a seventh round pick that year as well. And Flynn's a guy who ended up being the, the number two. So the Packers, this is not necessarily a unique situation to have a young guy behind it, but all in all, um, I thought Clifford played really well. Uh, and he, he, yeah, he made some mistakes, but they're teachable moments. And if, if he's got the ability to go out there and sling it a little bit uh, with the number two spot, I'm excited to see him, you know, get a crack. Hopefully he doesn't have to play too much because we want to see Jordan Love slinging the ball, you know, uh, on the regular. But I was excited to watch Sean. He was fun to watch and he had great energy. I'm kind of curious your cake. I mean, were were you, um, you know, what were you expecting from him, I guess, before he went out there and did his thing? I, you know, honestly, I'm not all that surprised by the experience, as I put it, because, uh, yeah, he, he made a couple of mistakes, but to your point, uh, he was letting it rip. He seemed to play confidently. And uh, I think he's just someone that when it comes down to it and the chips are down, he's a football player um, and he's going to get go out there and, and really just try to do everything he can to help his team win the game. And um, is it going to work every time? Probably not. He's a young player. He's learning. But he, he beat out Will Levis for a reason. Uh, Will Levis does certainly a high draft pick for Titans this year. Um, was at Penn State uh, when he was there and uh, beat him out. 
Levis ends up transferring. Um, I think there's a lot of question marks, um, obviously, in the draft process for Levis dropping. And now in Tennessee, reports are not all that spectacular. Um, I don't follow the Titans super closely, but um, some of the headlines have not been exactly glowing, uh, early reports on Will Levis. Um, so that doesn't necessarily say something great um, uh, about uh, Sean Clifford, but um, the guy beat him out. He's a lower draft pick, uh, but he might end up being the better quarterback mm-hmm. in the long run. Uh, he was in college, apparently, uh, for Penn State. So um, I can't say I'm completely shocked by 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 that transpiring. So, Dane, I think the other part that we need to talk a little bit about before we sign off, we're going to keep this pretty short tonight, kicker situation. So yeah. um, we talked about this last episode as well. It looked like maybe Carlson was potentially turning a corner, um, started to increase his accuracy a little bit, and then first opportunity to get out there under the bright lights and uh, wasn't exactly the most encouraging. So, Dan, um, what are your thoughts on the current state of the kicker room and what do the Packers need to do from here? Yeah, I'm I'm not upset at, at Anders Carlson, right? I mean, he's a young guy trying to make the team. Um I'm frustrated that today, we're recording this on Monday, I'm frustrated that he missed an extra point in another field goal attempt in practice again, and there's no competition. So I can't blame the guy for trying to ball, but I'm a little frustrated with the front office at this point that they're not at least bringing in some competition because we're not talking about missed 50-yard attempts. We're talking about missed extra points kind of regularly at this point. Um, And he seems to be consistently pushing it right. So um, I don't have the answers from a mechanic standpoint of what's going on with Anders. Um, but what I would like to see is for the Packers to at least try to address it. And and it's not like we're sitting here with one long snapper, one punter, and one kicker in camp, right? We've got two long snappers in camp. We've got two punters in camp. And I just I think it would behoove the Packers to maybe add another leg just to take a look at a guy because right now, uh, with all due respect to the young guy, Anders, I just, you know, I, I'm not sure what he's proved to not have any competition or anybody else in camp at all. Maybe it takes the heat off him a little bit to just have another guy swinging the leg. I don't know. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't have the answers, but I am concerned. And I'm basing this a little bit. I feel like the Packers at times have stuck, particularly in special teams, with guys a little too long. Um, and you don't so we, say, Dane. <laughs> right. So we have a track record of it, and I would hope we would maybe learn from our mistakes a little bit. And, hell, who knows? Maybe Carlson turns it around and ends up being a Packer Hall of Famer, right? I don't know. Um, and I'm not, I'm not calling for the young man's job. I just want to see a little bit of competition um, since he's having difficulty hitting those kicks. Yeah. And last week kind of where we settled on competition, because this is not a just this week thing is let's bring in a young kicker, not necessarily saying go sign Mason Crosby and give, because essentially you're, basically giving up on Carlson at Good that point. point. If you do that, um, are, is that still where you're at? Or are you kind of maybe just like, you know what? It was a six round pick. Let's not, let's not overrate this. If he ends up being a decent kicker, you can always go out and get another kid next year and give him a chance. Uh, but we know what we have. If we go off and sign Mason Crosby off the street or uh, kind of where are you at at this point in terms of your mindset of a veteran versus maybe just any competition. 
So I'm, I'm going to use a current situation on the Packers and it's hindsight, right? It, hindsight's 2020, but a, a different situation to help maybe fill um, my, my opinion on this. And I'm going to start with, believe it or not, Tyler Davis, um, friend of the pod and sorry, Tyler, you know, tore his ACL, awful to see, kind of gutted uh, when we saw that news because he was really making strides and was going to get a lot of snaps this year. Um, but the reason I bring that up is, you know, Mercedes Lewis is out there for a long time, just recently signs with the Bears, and then, you know, Tyler unfortunately goes down. Um, now, you can't predict that, and I'm glad the Packers had the confidence in Tyler Davis. What my point here is, though, is you would hate to see Mason Crosby get snatched up um, at a certain point, and, and then we're going and signing another kicker that we don't have a history with that maybe, you know, we're into those same issues again. Um, I've seen the Packers carry kickers, uh, young kickers on preseason or excuse me, on the practice squad for the last number of years. And it's been no issue. Um, so I'm getting to the point, Wags. I'm getting to the point where maybe a veteran kicker, we're getting closer and closer to um, the regular season. It might not hurt to have a Mason Crosby in. Um, and you're right, we'd be giving up with Anders at that point, but maybe we keep Anders on the practice squad and, you know, he learns from one of the greatest kickers to ever kick the football. And is that so bad, right? I mean, I, I don't know if that's so bad as we're progressing, because what I don't want is I don't want two weeks from now, Mason Crosby signs with some other team that needs a kicker and Anders is still having trouble. And then we go sign some other veteran that's missing field goals as well, right? I'd much yeah. rather have our boy Mason back in camp. So that's, that's where I'm starting to inch towards. That's a good point. I mean, it's, there's no no reason the Packers can't re-sign him back to the practice squad. Certainly hasn't done anything to help himself where another team's going to be right. snatching him up and putting him on the 53-man roster, handing him the starting kicking duties. So, um, you know, it, it, again, we're not trying to, you know, bag on, on Anders, and, and we're hoping that he can uh, turn things around and, and, and prove that he can be a reliable, consistent, and productive kicker. Um, but early reports have not exactly been encouraging. So um, the biggest thing is let's get another leg in camp and, and um, uh, let's not have a situation where we're scrambling and we're two weeks into the season and the uh, opportunity to find someone that can help this team in close games is uh, uh, that window hasn't closed. So Dane, any other final thoughts or comments uh, before we sign off tonight and just, Kind of just thinking back in the last week, um, Elton. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Elton Jenkins. Uh, w- w- any thoughts on on him? Kind of uh, having a spark and 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 getting into a couple of fights and and first joint practice with the Bengals last week. We haven't I had absolutely. an opportunity to comment on that, but just kind of curious if you have any thoughts on it. Maybe a little bit of a different mentality uh packers have been known to maybe be a little i don't want to say the s word but a little bit a little bit soft um uh, opposing uh teams uh coaching staff players uh even maybe some of our own fans uh have thrown that out in the past so is, is this maybe a sign that the players within the locker room are embracing a a mentality shift and they're not going to be out physical they're out toughed out there on the field I'll put it this way. After that happened, I started Googling Elton Jenkins jerseys to try to get a jersey. Um, I, I love it. Um, I love his quote because they kept him in a little longer in the preseason um, as a punishment I, I saw. And his quote was something along the lines of, 
Oh, I thought we were playing real football, not flag football out here. Uh, I love it. Like we want, that's what we want, right? We want guys that are, that are a little grumpy, that are a little ornery and that are going to go kick some ass. So um, I really liked what Elton Jenkins was able to to do. He does bring a little bit of an edge. It sets an expectation, right? The Packers extended him, gave him a nice contract and he's a leader on that offensive line and he's a young leader, but he's a leader. Um, So I really like that. And, um, you know, parlaying off of that, I thought it was really fascinating that in, in practice yesterday, Rashid Walker got run with the ones um, over Yash Nyman at, at t- offensive tackle. And today it was Yash and Rashid Walker getting runs um, at offensive tackle with the ones. So pretty fascinating to see that, I thought. Um, and then finally, the only other thing that really stuck out to me, there's a ton we could talk all day, but how about Carrington Valentine, Wags? Um, the young corner holy smokes. I mean, what do you think? That's like, you called this guy out a long time ago saying, Hey, keep an eye on this guy. And all he's doing is picking off balls and breaking up passes left and right in camp, in practice, in preseason games. He looks to be a guy um, that could be playing really meaningful snaps for this defense early in the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was the only cornerback that we drafted this year. And in our post draft episode, talked about how he's long, he's physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, maybe a little underrated coming out of a program, um, in Kentucky that's not necessarily known for producing a ton of NFL talent. Um, but. Yeah, I, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what I said at the time. Give this kid an opportunity to get out there and compete at the NFL level. We see this all the time um, that someone that's less heralded coming out of college gets out there, has an opportunity to compete, gets some confidence going early, realizes that they belong in this league because there's so much talent. I don't care if you're drafted, undrafted. These guys are all super athletic, super talented. And yes, there's degrees. Um, I understand that. But there's more to it, it than just the physical part. Um, a lot of it's the, the mental part, the preparation, um, you know, confidence, all of those things just go so far. I mean, we don't have to look far. Look at a guy like Razul Douglas, the same, same, uh, same position group uh, a couple of years ago has been floating around the league, uh, has things just break his way with the Packers and it just snowballs from there. So, um, would really excited to see, uh, hopefully this continues. It's, it's early, so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But uh, again, good problem to have. I'd rather have someone that's playing super well and, and really out there balling, um, growing confidence and showing that he belongs uh, not only on this team, but in this league. So uh, will he have a lot of opportunities to play uh, if he makes 53-man roster? Uh, maybe not, uh, but we'll see. I mean, next thing you know, you never know. Maybe uh, we've got Eric Stokes coming back from injury. We know how high we are on, on Stokes, um, but it's a competition. Nobody's going to be handed anything. Um, and if we've got a young man, Carrington Valentine, that's coming in and, and uh, all of a sudden Stokes is in a competition to earn his opportunity to get back out there on the field, that benefits everyone. It makes everyone better. It makes this defense better. It makes this team better. So it's exciting stuff to see. And, and I couldn't be more uh, happy uh, for the young man so far and hope to see that it continues. Yeah, it seems like a good kid, like smart, you know, savvy, loves the game. So it's exciting. We just you like seeing guys that like playing football excel. Um, so it's fun. We saw it with Sam Shields, saw it with Tremont Williams, right? You going back in history with the Packers, we've had a history of guys that are don't have the ne- necessarily the highest draft acumen, 
but who gives a crap once you start playing football? If you're good, you're good. And the Packers are so good, I feel like, as an organization of giving the best players an opportunity to play. So um, to your point, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, for sure. So, Danny, any other closing thoughts before we sign off? No, I mean, the Patriots come to town for some uh, some open practices before the next preseason game. I uh, hope everybody stays healthy and uh, just, you know, keeps balling out. Excited to continue to see what these guys can do and, and see some differentiation from the wideouts and the running backs and, you know, all the other guys across this line. There's a lot of competition going on right now. But, but going back, and I, I want to end on this, this feels, it does feel different. And not just because it's a different quarterback. There's a different feel right now going on in Green Bay. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's a bit of an edge with this team right now. There's a bit of an edge. It's kind of a we're going to prove you wrong edge that I'm not sure I've felt over the last number of years. We've gone in being kind of the favorites a bunch of years. For some reason, though, right now with this young group, this makeup, there's a little bit of anger. There's a little bit of we're going to prove you wrong, and I want to see them continue to foster that, and I want the coaching staff to continue to foster it because I think we could see something unique and very, very fun this season. Yeah, um, it's going to be easy to root for this team, I, I think. Let's put it that way. I don't know what our win-loss win record will end up being at the end of the season, but um, I will be very surprised if I'm not really into rooting for this team and, and for the guys that we're sending out there uh, week over week. So, all right, folks, thanks so much for listening along. Share us a friend. Check out our weekly giveaway on our social media. Uh, we'll be getting the additional posts out there uh, with details on that short as always be legendary and go pack go, go. every year i know we're gonna go hard we've been that team ever since bart star all my cheese heads go pack go ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no i ain't a bad sport and i'll even wish you good luck only thing i will